Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. We're brought to you by Higher Echelon, a company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant, former Army uh, officer. And man, I think Joe Ross and all the old grads are very happy uh, today. Still probably high off that win, that 17-11 win by Army over Navy at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Steve Anderson's one of them still probably, like you said, your heart's probably still racing, Steve, after that one. We have uh, Steve Anderson, Seth Mendelson, and Brendan in Jersey here to, to recap it. We got so much to get into with the game. Um, I have a couple little um, behind-the-scenes things to add, too, so we might as well just get to it. 17-11, the game seemingly was in Army's hands after Caleb Fortner strip-sacked um, Ty Levitai took it 44 yards to the to the house, Steve. Um, you know, 17-3. I think it's at least halfway through the fourth quarter. Navy comes back and it comes down to another goal line stand. You know, it comes down to a second year in a row, a goal line stand. I'm in the back of the end zone where the goal line stand is happening. Um, we won't get into the video that I might have not have gotten because of my phone. But um, you know, it's just like that was incredible for it to end that way. And to me, my thought is I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong here. You might have to dip into the archives, but when is the last game time an Army Navy game ended on a safety? And the, the team that um gave up the safety won the game, you know. So I mean you can't make this stuff up sometimes, you know, like Coach Munkin said, welcome to the Army Navy game. This is what happens. Steve, why don't you take it away with your opening thoughts? Uh two things. Uh old grads are moving slow today because we celebrated a lot last night. So very moving slow. I don't know if on a high is the right adjective right now. I mean, we, you know, we were moving very, very slow this morning. That's for sure. Um, second thing, well, break your heart to see the safety because most people had the under in the game and sure. that took the over. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, I was hoping we'd make uh, Scott Van Pelt, uh, Scott Van Pelt's uh, bad beats on ESPN late night where, Everyone, you know, we get the under. The, the it was over under was twenty eight and a half. The safety puts it over, <laughs> puts it to twenty nine. The over hits when it's like the unders like usually hits in the Army Navy game, obviously. So, um, but man, what a what a great day! I I don't think it ever should have got to that point. Um, I think we we uh you know I, I think the worst defense ever in the history of defenses is the prevent. I think it's just the worst. Um, you don't run it all game. You stop them all game. And then you go to it at the very end. And this is all – this isn't just Army. This is every yeah. team that runs prevent. You, you stop the team all day, and then you go to prevent, and then they just take it down the field. So, um, you know, people, I'm getting – my phone's getting blown up. Like, what, what, why don't we just press them? Like, we're, we're stronger than them, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff. Anyway, um, man, tell you what, uh, the people that bought tickets – uh, to that game, got a show um, uh, for the ages. And for it to end on the half-yard line again, uh, just, you know, those are the types of leaders we're going to need leading our men and women uh, on the battlefield in the future is guys that just do not give an inch when an inch is needed. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's poetic. If I will, if I want to go back to poetry, whatever I did, I, I think it's just poetic that you have guys that are fighting on the line uh, in their future. And that was just kind of a good, uh, good symbolism there for, for the end of the game. Yeah. Real quick, before we get Seth's take, I just want to note on that goal line stand, right? 
officially getting credit for the tackle was Andre Miller. And after the press conference, uh, Jeff Munkin's press conference yesterday, I asked him about that a little bit. And the fact that Coach Munkin said he thinks about Andre Miller being able to play every day after, you know, what happened in Syracuse where he was on the turf, he was rushed to the hospital and stuff. And for Andre Miller to make a comeback, right, and to have him – I have the video. My video may not be like – you know, A plus plus, but you see at the end that Andre's still holding Levitai back to the very end, even when the referees are still trying to, you know, signal the call. And he's fight, like you said, Steve, he's fighting to the very end of that play. And to see that Andre Miller come back this season and to see him in the middle of that play at the end, that 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 says a lot for me. So, uh, Seth, go ahead. Uh, your your take, your opening statement. So, well, first of all, uh, nineteen seventy one, Army beat Navy twenty four twenty three, and they um the, the game ended on this Army safety. Uh, they were they were uh, lined up to punt, <laughs> and they, they took the ball. Leave it Seth, baby. Leave it Seth. Well, it's let me tell fun. you, I was there. He was there. I probably. Remember, I wasn't there, but I, I I'm older than you guys. I watched the game. <laughs> and uh, I thought it was a while. Like, wow, what a smart play. So it was 1971. Um, another interesting thing we have to talk about is um, on the third down play, the Navy uh, receiver um, threw the ball to the to the ref, and the ref dropped the ball. He kind of threw it over the ref's head, and the kind of the ref reached for it and couldn't get it. They stopped the they stopped the clock. I'm not sure that's legal. Um, I've been looking for it all day to figure out, and I talked to a, a referee, a high school referee, who says that clock should continue to run. It's not the fault, you know, that, so it's interesting. They may not have had the opportunity to get a fourth down play. Um, uh, I, I agree. Because uh, that punt definitely hit his foot, too. That's two plays. Well, that's, oh, no, we'll, yeah, go, we'll go into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Um, I, again, I thought the first three and a half quarters, Army dominated. Uh, Navy didn't know what to, what to do out there. They they kept shooting themselves in the foot, almost literally, you know, shot themselves in the foot when that ball went off his. Um, well, I agree. I thought it went off his foot. Um, and you know, Army was in control. Uh, up seventeen three with five six minutes left in the game. I thought it was over, but. You know, you, you got to also remember those two illegal procedure calls made it uh, third oh. and 20 or second and 20. I'm not sure which one that was. Uh, Army got to fourth, fourth and three. And 20, I think. Yeah. It was the first. Okay, whatever. It got to, they got yeah, to be fourth and three. Uh, he punted the ball. It was a terrible punt, oh. uh, unfortunately. But, um, but uh, the punt went, I think, 11 or 14 yards. And oh. maybe he was able to drive down the field for, the, for that exciting ending. Listen, Army won the game. There's a, when they look back 50 years from now, they're going to say Army won in 2023. And that's the end of the line. That's it. You know, really happy for the kids, happy for the coaching staff, happy for the academy. Um, not happy for me and Sal, who drove home six hours or five and a half hours and got home at 2 33 o'clock in the morning. But everybody else, I'm happy for. It's I'm all worth it. it. It's all worth it, Seth. It was worth it. It was a, uh, it was a great game. I know we'll talk more about the offense in a bit, but uh, that's the only thing I'd like to talk about, you know, looking forward. This season's over. They won four games in a row. They beat Air Force. They weren't supposed to beat Air Force. Air Force was supposed to be a great team. Uh, they beat Air Force. Uh, they beat Coastal Carolina, great, uh, a, a very good team. And then they beat uh, Navy, which was, you know, I know Brendan talks about this all the time. Navy's everything. And uh, Air Force and Navy are everything. And Army did what they had to do. 
I wish looking back, I wish they would have won one or two more games, but they didn't, but they won the key games. And I, I, I had a blast up there yesterday as I did last year in Philly. And then two years ago up in the Meadowlands, it ended the wrong way, but I always enjoy this game. It's college football at its best. Brendan, take it away. Uh, well, real quick, we got a comment from Andrew S. Has there ever yeah. been a more impressive midseason turnaround in Army history? I, I don't know which is more impressive, but um, even coming into this season, just with kind of all the things that were up in the air, I kind of felt like this might be uh, a season akin to 1986 where they don't necessarily win every game they should, but they still do something special. And um, uh, 1986, I believe they started – three and five and won their last three, including uh, beating uh, Air Force and Navy to win the CIC. And uh, that's kind of similar to how this season went. But um, in terms of the game, I, I was really happy, uh, even though they, even though army wasn't scoring as much as I, I wish they had it, it's, it, it just felt like they had uh, the game in control. It felt like the, you know, to, to, to go back to the old, uh, NCA video games back when that was a thing. It felt like they had the momentum meter on their side, kind of no matter uh, what the circumstances was uh, up until, you know, the last five minutes or so of the fourth quarter. Um, I actually thought, that, uh, you know, um, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into the offense, but I, I was actually pretty happy with the offense most of the time. I mean, there was a moment where, um all of a sudden they were like throwing out some wildcat and uh, maybe seemed really confused. And it was almost to me, it was almost like a, a, a Roddy Piper moment for Drew Thatcher, where I was like, just when they think they got the answers, I changed the questions, but somehow it just fizzled out. Um, you know, uh, a, a lot of, a lot of the fourth down decisions. Um, I mean, I, I like, I don't want to be Mr. Hindsight, but, as sort of like it was sort of like a, a lot of a lot of the wrong buttons got <laughs> were, were, were like you know um the, the right button wasn't always pushed at the right time um there were moments where I felt like they should have gone for a field goal instead of going for it or, or punted or, or not punted um but um yeah well I mean listen they you know they won army was the better team and uh I, I I hate to say it because I, I didn't enjoy it, but you know, compared to compared to Air Force, who got punched in the mouth and just folded, Navy never folded. Mm. They 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 fought to the end, and um, I, I I certainly I certainly agree that I think they had a, a, a hedge of protection from the officials that Army didn't necessarily benefit from uh, going their way. Um, not that it was the worst officiated game I've ever seen, but uh, certainly that. Uh, that one punt, I, I I thought it was pretty clear that the video showed it went off uh, the Navy guy's foot. But uh, what can you do? Yeah, um, I think, real quick. Now, I think I think what we're gonna see is this is probably gonna be one of those teams that kind of how we've had you know Ronnie McKay to talk about the '95 team, hmm. um, our 2019 that just uh, underachieved, really talented. But there was either a chain, you know, there was there's something that there was something new about the team and they just couldn't win the games that were that they were supposed to win early on. Um, and I think of our 2019 where we were I thought we were extremely athletic that year, but we just lost close games or we lost 
games that we should have won. Um, and we weren't quite over that hump yet. And I think what we saw was a lot of that stuff with the, with the new offense. Um, you know, I know we won early at UT, uh, with UTSA, but, you know, just having that one, that one service, that could have been matchups. There's a lot of variables that go into winning football games. So, um, I think when I think next year and a couple of years down the road, we're going to be able to look back at this year and say it it was there was that that it was just a team that was a little immature or or a little you know there are too many new things going on where they couldn't quite win, but once they figured it out towards the end of the year, man, did they? I mean, there I mean we ran wildcat. What is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. When's the last Seth? Don't don't look this up or don't go into the archives. But when's the last time Army Grand Wild? I don't think ever. I don't think ever. I don't don't remember. Kanye Udo said they ran one Wildcat play against Boston College. Maybe I don't quite remember that. Brendan, do you remember that? I mean, Uh, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Army's run like single Wildcat plays like in in various games over the years. I never remember a series where it was quite prominent like this. Like that. Yeah, man. But anyway, yeah, no, uh, just I, I, that's how I feel about how this kind of the season ended and how it ended on the streak, um, beating Coastal, beating, you know, handling Coastal and then handling, you know, for all intents and purposes, Navy. I mean, we, we physically dominated Navy, you know, the entire game until we went to prevent defense. So, um, really, really, really proud of these guys. And, um, like I said earlier, uh, those those seniors um, are going to be able to build off this, build off of this as they go and and lead uh, America's sons and daughters. Yeah, a quick point, Brendan. I have to say this because um, you made the Roddy Piper reference. Jeff Munkin before the alma maters played, he did a little Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Kenny said, "Can he get a little hell yeah?" And the core gave him a hell yeah. The players gave him a hell yeah. I have that on video. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, we have all the press conferences from Bryson Daly to Kanye Udo to uh, Caleb Fortner, Leo Lowen, Coach Munkin. I have the Marchons up there. I have the Hell Yes. I have the Alma Maters. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. Our subscriptions jumped up pretty decently uh, yesterday. We really appreciate it. Our YouTube, uh, our Instagram numbers are up. Our coverage went through the roof. Seth did a great game story. Please read that game story. I wrote a story on Caleb Fortner on his MVP performance. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, I'm writing a story on Kanye Udo. That's going to be up after the podcast. Two photo galleries. I mean, we just tried to cover it the best we can. And we got to thank, I got to thank Seth. I got to thank our photographers, Lynn Fern and Margaret Kite and Ed Diller for being there. We covered it as best as we could. We had full, full wall coverage there. And uh, guys, please check that out. Please check our website out. And if you have any questions, you guys are already um, – uh, your comments are already coming in. Please feel free to comment. We'll get your comments on. We'll talk about it. We'll break them down now. Um, you want to go to some comments real quick or what you, you want to talk about, um, Liam? Yeah, I just want to say one thing, a little to, bit. To Steve's comment about the team, uh, I think this team grew up. I, I, I agree with him. This is a team that was 2-6 and six and finished 6-6. and six And – uh, you know, uh, Jeff Munkin talked a lot about, you know, early in the season, talked a lot about penalties and talked a lot, uh, uh, really a lot about turnovers. And they didn't turn the ball over at the end of the year. They really didn't. 
Um, the penalties, well, there were no holding penalties against Army on, uh, on, on Saturday yesterday. Uh, the penalties seemed to decrease. There was some still. We had some illegal procedures. Um, I, I, I get that. I think we had a couple of, um, didn't they have a couple of um, uh, too much time uh, uh, penalties, five, five yards? Well, to real quick on the illegal procedure penalties, Coach Munkin seemed to infer that they were their calls were based on clapping and Navy was clapping too. Brendan, is that that disconcerting signals potentially or no? Or just uh, I, don't know, I don't know what disconcerting signals was or is or that is that. I, I mean, as as far as I know, it's something in that area. But I, I guess it's I guess it's one of those things where it's kind of a nebulous judgment call. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead, Seth. No, but I, I think this team grew up. I really did. I think this is a uh, – we're going to look back, you know, uh, over, over the winter and, and, you know, before next season, we're going to say this is a pretty a pretty good team and a lot of talent on there. You know, uh, uh, defensively especially, I was, you know, so impressed with, with the talent of these guys and what they did. And the last four or, you know, last four games, this was a different team. Now, and maybe the coaches changed too. Maybe their philosophy changed a little bit. We certainly saw it against Coastal Carolina. Um, it, was, it was a different team. Boy, do I wish it was, you know, it started out that way. But, you know, it is what it is. I do, um, I do think that the, the gauntlet of really good teams, bro, hmm. although we talk, took the L's, I think it prepared us for the end of the season. Uh, I mean, that was no, that was no cupcake stretch. Um, Not at all. The front middle of the uh, the season there. So I, I I think to your point, Seth, you know, maturing, growing up is a good thing because they got some. You know, you learn more when you touch the stove and it's hot than when someone tells you not to touch the stove, right? So um, I think it's I, I think it, uh, I agree on to that point. And that and that and that is very uh, that is Steve, as you said, that's very 1995 where they had like heartbreaking losses like to Duke and Washington and Notre Dame uh, early in that season. And the tie to the, the tie to Notre Dame, they could have tied Notre Dame. They went for two points. Yeah. See, let's go to James McElrath. Seasons like this are the reason why I love Army football. I guess he's talking about how they kind of kept on fighting and fighting to the end, right? Like we talked about. And um, you go to um, real quick. Um, I wanted to get to this comment if I could find it. Um, Man, we got a lot of comments coming in. Thanks, guys. Um, Mike Falowski saying that uh, Caleb Fortner uh, is a star, nautical-like performance. Um, you know, Caleb Fortner was the MVP of this game. He had 10 tackles. Now, I, I wrote that it started on that second play of the game when Navy tried that halfback pass or whatever. Guess who was in the face of the guy throwing the football? Caleb Fortner, you know? Guess who was um, on that third, third and goal play um, that stopped um, the fullback, Navy, Navy's fullback at the two-yard line, Caleb Fortner. And then that play where he just stripped the ball. Now, James Nautical-like performance. James is a friend of the podcast, right? And he gets on Twitter and saying he thinks that that was the most clean strip sack that he's seen in a while. <laughs> Steve, go ahead with that, man. You're the that was not, I mean, it, that was pretty clean. Like, almost where he didn't touch him. He didn't touch any of him except for the ball. I mean, it was like, it was like, give me that. It was like, give me the ball. Like, he was being blocked, fought off the block, and as he was coming through, like, just did this, like, double double arm strafe at the ball, and he just, like, knocked the ball out, and then it popped up right to him, and he just took off. I was like, 
That was the that was like you said, it was so clean because like not only did he like swipe just the ball, but the ball bounced right to him. Like he didn't have to like really scoop and score. It was almost like a you know a, a you know a bounce and a score. And yeah, he scooped and scored, but man, it was uh super clean. Yeah, um, you know, and he says he's looking up at the jumbotron and he's seeing a sea of you know, you know, tan jerseys. He had a convoy, basically. Steve, it reminded me of the, the Armed Forces Bowl play that you had with with Josh McNair. Yeah, there were a little SMU guys in pursuit there. There was no Navy guys in the picture there. Not, not a one. I mean, it I was think, uh, Probably saw it way too late. Uh, and, you know, that was one of the – that's when I really thought um, because of the that play and, and the way Navy reacted to it, I thought that's when they, like, were like, oh, we're done. Um, and that offense came back, uh, strong and, uh, that was, that was promising to see, you know, they got, they got to lead people, you know, out at sea or wherever they do that, whatever they do, uh, from that Academy. So, uh, real quick, I was reading the transcripts of the Navy press conference and, uh, you know, we weren't, we weren't there. We were at the army press conference and I think that Ty Levitai in one of his quotes said that Fortner got lucky that he knocked the ball away. All right. I mean, but Fortner said that in the press conference that he saw that the quarterback, when they go into that shotgun position and throw, he keeps the ball really loose. So he knew he might have a chance to swipe at it. So, I mean, what a game. Um, Liam, uh, Caleb Fortner, uh, he started – Syracuse game was his first start when Spencer Jones got hurt. He started all the way through. He's been paired with Leo Lowen, which is a pretty good pairing, Steve, with him and Lowen. Lowen's kind of the IQ guy. Um, I'm not saying Fortner doesn't read plays well. He does. But he's kind of the, the heavy hitter guy, too, the guy, the, the playmaker, so to speak, too. And, man, he came up big on uh, on Saturday against Navy. And well-deserved MVP, I think. Well-deserved MVP. I agree. Um, do we want to talk about the offense now? Or uh, wh- wh- where, where are we going here? Let's see if we got a couple comments here. Oh, here we go. Let's stick with the defense a little bit more. Uh, Max Domenico had uh, one of the prettiest textbook picks I've ever seen in a while where he got up inside the, what, the five-yard line of Army, picked off a pass. He also had a key pass breakup on a deep pass, too, where he kind of lunged yes. out and got a piece of a play. Um, I saw um, Mar- Marquel Broughton post something on social media that, that that you know, Max got to play a little bit with Mar- Marquel, yes, last year. Um, he, I think he filled in when Marquel got hurt, to be honest with you. And so, um, man, what a game for Max, too. Um Secondary, like you said, when the secondary wasn't given in the prevent mode, they were making plays on the ball. Um, Jabari Moore and Bo Nicholas Paul had pretty tight coverage in the early stages of the game, and that kind of helped out. So uh, Max had, Max had a big game. Uh, Brendan, what did you think about the secondary's play before the um, before the prevent stuff? <laughs> uh, looked pretty good to me. I mean, the, I mean the defense all around, like. You know, up until the end, it was just like it was a great day for him. And I mean, even even um, even earlier in the fourth quarter, when uh, when what Navy made it like ten to three or whatever, I still I still felt like Army was in control. Yeah, we have. Um, let's get to that punt. Uh, that punt play. Well, we're, uh, real quick, go back to the, you know just to kind of you know almost. I, and this is from a defensive mindset. I almost took it as disrespect that Navy tried that trick play, second play of the game. All right. <laughs> to try to just get our deep, just to show 
to try to expose us like, hey, they're not reading keys or whatever. Almost like, hey, like we're going to do this type of shit. And um, I think our I think our DB, I mean, they were dialed in. They were on it. Nobody got fooled. And I think that gave them the confidence like, yeah, y'all need to try this stuff right off the bat because we're going to lock you down all day today. And I think it just kind of gave them that confidence like, that's what you're gonna. That's what you're gonna try to beat us with. All right. Yeah. Try to throw the ball downfield, and I, I, you know, as a defensive player, it's just that's how I felt. That that secondary, that took that as, you know, disrespect or, okay, this is what they have to resort to because they know hmm. we are we're we've already got them up here. That's how they can only complete passes on this this secondary, and I think that's the mentality they had because I mean, again, up until the prevent, they were. <laughs> Lock and stock, baby. It was nice. How about Q Hammonds? I mean, I, I'm not who I'm not sure who had the coverage on that trick play. I think it was Q. I could be wrong. Um, but his speed was pretty evident in this game where Levitai we thought Levitai was gonna bounce outside and get a big gainer. He got about 15, 20 yards, but Hammonds came out of nowhere and pushed him out of bounds to make sure there wasn't a big play in the game. So I mean, give Q Hammonds a, a pop. Um Lowen, Leo Lowen, another – he seems to really – these service academy games, he comes up big in. And also Jimmy Charlo was hitting the edge pretty well and stopping that that inside play for, for Navy. And, uh, man, when um, Xavier Erline was in the game, what was the stat? Like four four drives, 24 total yards for Navy or something like that before they went to left. It was. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they weren't moving the ball. Army's defense was good. And, you know, for the most part, Army's defense kind of carried the team through the season. Let's let's call it out. I mean, the offense had those moments where they went 159 yards without a score. They scored a, a touchdown. This is the fifth game of the season out of 12 where they scored one touchdown or less on offense. So the defense had to step up. The defense had to step up. And a lot of credit to Nate Woody, a lot of credit to the players, the assistant coaches. I mean, sometimes those guys don't get enough credit. And I will say real quick, um, I interviewed, I had Bo Nicholas Paul on live this week, uh, and we talked a little bit about Daryl Dixon and what he's done for the defensive backfield and what he's done for the corners position. Um, Daryl Dixon should get a lot of credit too for this defense. I mean, yeah, Nate Woody's calling the plays and stuff like that, but those assistant coaches, uh, John Luce, Daryl Dixon, Sean Cronin, um, I'm miss I'm missing a, I'm missing another person there. Um, uh, the secondary coach Danny Verpale. Those guys should get a lot of credit for what goes into this defense. Um, and um, you know that I just wanted to give that, those guys their their, their props there. Um, um, this was a good defensive team. This was a good defense. Take out the LSU game, which of course you got to take out. Uh, this defense uh, was I, I was impressed with it all season, even games they lost. You know, sometimes they're on the field way too long. Sometimes they're given uh, the opponent was getting the ball in a very good uh, uh, field position. This was a, a good defensive team. Last year's was also. Last year's yeah. was also. I mean, when you lose, when you lose like Marquel Broughton and Andre Carter from a defense, they are two of the more legit, legit players that you've had that position in a long time. And you can rebound with a defense that they put out this year. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, they had a lot of upperclassmen play. There's a lot of seniors on this team, but they had to do some replacing, and they and they, and they found some good fits and stuff. So um, let's. Well, um, I'll do some replacing for next year too. Now uh, we're losing. A, we're losing. A why why do we have to talk about that right now, Seth? Why oh, can't yeah, we enjoy the Army Navy game? <laughs> okay, why do we right. have to talk about that right now? 
Just yeah. saying, these are good players, very good players. But wait, on cue here, Gregory Grant says Army's going to win the American next year. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, everybody's <laughs> talking about this punt re punt return that hit the Navy's foot, didn't hit the Navy's guy's foot. I was actually in, in the end zone closest to the play, and I was just following Ijon Marshall's lead on that play. Did I, like, zoom in on if the ball hit his foot or not? I didn't. I was focused on how Marshall reacted to it. And when Marshall went right after the ball and the Navy return guy went right after Marshall, it's kind of telling you that something happened there, right? Yeah. And my 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 thinking here real quick, and we'll get your guys' opinion, is that official on the sideline has to make the call right. Because if he doesn't make the call right, they're going to go with the play on the, the call on the field. They're going to find inconclusive evidence. They're going to say, oh, we, we couldn't figure it out. So whatever the call on the field was, was going to stand. So if he would have said Army football, it would have been Army football. But the thing is now, it seems like officials so much today will just try to make a call, a call that will lead to a review so the review can get it right. You know, and I don't understand why these officials can't, regardless if it's a punt, um, a catch, a touchdown scored, don't rely on the replay. Make the right call on the field. That's what you're paid to do. And I get everybody can make everybody makes mistakes. I get it. Nobody's perfect in officiating. We we as army fans, we know that all too well. You know, but make the right call on the field. If the right call was made on the field, it would have been army ball. Look, but the, the video showed that the ball hit his foot. I mean, everybody in the press room, press box. It's 2023. Okay, we have the technology. Everybody like we need a referee sitting at home and watching the the replay on on TV because it seems to be clear to everybody watching TV that you can tell it hit the foot. But whatever they see in their booth can't be what we all see out on TV because they got it wrong. And everybody who watched that, it was clear that it hit his foot. To your point, Sal, just look at the player. The player know he, he the player knew he messed up and immediately tried to rectify it. Um, and I don't know why refs to this day, I still don't understand it. Just let the play go, let the play play out. Okay. And then go back and review it. And you can make any adjustment you want to any point in the play that you think the play should have stopped. But whenever yeah. you stop it prematurely, it's over. There's no, there's no more like just let the play play. And whenever everybody stops, then Go back and review whatever they need to review. But, yeah, I mean, the guy, you know, that Navy player, uh, integrity violation, I'm going to I'm gonna have to bring him up. You know, Cadet will not lie, cheese, steal, or tolerate those who do. <laughs> All right. So, um, actually, I don't think Navy has the tolerate. I think Navy's is just a cadet or a midshipman won't lie, cheat, or steal. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, he clearly lied. All right. So, he's been found guilty on TV. Too bad. You know what? And why they're reviewing that, you know, you think I, I'm thinking on the on the field. I'm like, okay, this is going to be Army's ball. And what a great moment it would be for Ijon Marshall to make a play like that. This is a guy who was like yeah. scoring touchdowns as a slot back last year, and he's playing gunner on special teams his senior year. You know, he's playing gunner on special teams his senior. He's doing everything he can for the team to win. I'm like, what? It would be a great moment for him. And then you get the everybody is like totally shocked about it. And then you get the old review. Then you get the review on the fourth down and goal play, which, Steve, I don't know. I guess you could definitely see that Lavatai did not get over the, the line, but who knows on that 
maybe they would have reversed that call. You know, they didn't know what they were doing at the end of that call. They had first down on the yard marker. Navy was out on the field. Why are you letting Navy out on the field when you're still reviewing the play? Navy was ready to get under center for a fifth down. It was fourth down. They didn't get in. Why was Navy even offense even on the field? It was fourth down. They didn't get in. Navy seeing a first down marker thinking, I don't even know what's going on there. And you're like, thank God they got it right. Yeah. Well, but they didn't, if they didn't, if they didn't mark turnover on downs, if the referees got confused, we've already seen Navy's integrity. Okay. They just lied about a punt. They would have gone, they would have said, oh, no, it's fourth down again or whatever. Who knows? He um, got that fourth down playoff with six seconds left, six or seven seconds left. You're telling me because they, they stopped it at three seconds. There was more than four seconds of, of, of jostling going back and forth to try to get him over. And they completely messed that up. Navy, like you said, Sal, Navy had their offense on the field for a fifth down. Uh, that game should have been over right then and there instead of Army with the uh, with the extra, you know, that we're being forced to take a safety and, and the over and getting the over. I guess the refs had the over. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's an Amer- it was an American Conference uh, officiating crew. Who knows what we're in for next year? Yeah, That's all I have to yeah. Aren't are, are you aren't you so excited to join the conference that these guys work in? I think it's I think it's going to be super interesting. What happens? Uh, look, I know it's it's very unique, but if like Army and Navy finish one and one, they're going to be playing back to back for the conference championship and then for the CIC. That's going to be super weird. That'll be weird. We'll see. Uh, maybe I don't know if it'll happen in year one. We'll see. We know we got our hopes up for Army, but that I, uh, I, I don't think I, I certainly don't think Navy will ever face off against Army uh, for the AAC title. Um, yeah, so that was a key play in the game. It could have been the momentum. And if Army gets the ball, they're inside what the fifteen somewhere around there. And if they get a field goal, if they punch in another touchdown, some way somehow. I have to th- say that that would probably be a deflator I, for Navy. The, um, the the stop on uh, the, the defensive play, we talked about how um, they stopped them on like the, the one yard line, the pass out to the flat. Mm-hmm. Was that, was that, um was that third down or fourth down? That was third down. Third down. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, they had to keep Right. And, and the clock kept running. No more timeouts. The clock kept running. I looked up, and I saw seven seconds left. And it might have been, by the time he hiked the ball, it might have been six seconds. I don't understand what happened to the clock, why it was stopped with three seconds. He was going – they were pushing him for five to ten. Ten to 15 seconds, there was a lot of pushing going on. Uh, and when did the refs blow that whistle? They might have blown it too quickly or they might have um, just it. Who knows? It, does, you know, it's, it, it didn't matter, but yeah. – <laughs> I, I do have a real that my my not professional video is up on my uh, ex Twitter account of the, the 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 ending there, and maybe you can hear the whistle there. I'll have to check it out if you if if you guys are on uh, Twitter or X, anybody watching, you can check it out. It's on my account. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess we put that punt to bed. Uh, we talked about it a lot. Now we can get to the offense. And you know, um, like I mentioned, it the offense. Yeah, I mean. You got the one touchdown on the Bryce Bryson Daly uh, uh, pass where you know we had the lonesome men out there with T- Tyson Riley. You know he had him uh, and Seth. I saw it from the press box, right? I, I, we were sitting next to each other. I'm like, nobody's on Tyson Riley, and it was a good five second count where nobody even acknowledged he was even out there. 
And Bryson Daly said in the press conference that he had to get the offensive offense set before he could pass it out to Riley because he was going to signal Riley to come in and be a blocker on the inside <laughs> on the play. I guess it was an inside run call. And I guess he you know, got audible on the fly, I guess, right? When that stuff, that said, stuff it, wasn't, it wasn't the play and Riley was screaming, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. Um, <laughs> what I don't know whether from what we saw in the press box and we were kind of behind the play in the kind of in the end zone, um, he took so long to get the ball to him that it was from our angle it looked like it was close to a pick six for Navy. They, uh, the Navy defender showed up at the last second, and fortunately the ball got through to, to Riley, and that was a touchdown. But it could have gone the other way, and that would have been a game changer perhaps. So, um, uh, But that was not the play. Riley was out there. Navy was confused with the substitutions. That's a crazy – that substitution rule is all over the place. We can talk about that another day. But um, – uh, they uh, it benefited Army. It could have gone the other way, but uh, thank God he was uh, Riley was screaming for the ball, and uh, and Daly um, uh, you know, kept his wits about him, made sure that everybody was set, and got the ball in there and touchdown Army. Um, only offensive touchdown of the game. Yeah, um, real quick, the substitution stuff, right? That played a big role in this game at the end because Navy had to spend a timeout in the third yep. quarter on a substitution play, right? Where Nate Smith's, I didn't believe it's Nate Smith. Sorry if it wasn't Nate Smith jogging off the field with about five seconds left, four seconds left. Navy couldn't get a playoff in time. Got to call a timeout. They could have used that timeout at the end, certainly, right? They got to um, change that rule. That rule's got to be changed because it benefits the defensive team. They can take their time. And, um, and well, with every on. other rule in today's game for the offense, Seth, give the defense some chance. To at least equal the playing field. It happened to Army early this year, too. They had a play you're going to run next and have your guys ready on offense, okay? You know the count. You know what formations you're going to run. I mean, come on, dude. You got to allow us to know the personnel and get on the field. I I respect you as a defensive player. I understand where you're coming from. Um, Hey, that's tiring, okay? We got to take our time on and off the field. All right? Okay. That played a huge role. That played a huge role. Um, Seth is right, though. You're seeing it all over college football. Is is coaching staffs are getting smart. And if you want to sub late, go for it, offense, because we are going to take our sweet time because we know we get the opportunity now to make it happen. If if there's 20 seconds, 15 seconds left on the play clock, timeout or take the five. I still – I still – maybe, you know, I've never been an offensive player, but I still do not think a timeout is better than five yards. Maybe in Army, Navy, and maybe in, like, the triple option. But, yeah. like, across the board, a timeout to me is much more precious than five yards that I can't get back at a later time. Like, I see people all the time, like, sacrifice a timeout to yeah. God back us up five yards. Blows my mind. Blows I my agree. mind. It's, the second it's, half. Especially the second half, I totally agree with you. You need those timeouts; they make all the difference in the world. Uh, they could yeah. make all the difference in the world. It's probably like, it's probably like at least like 90 percent, like situational. It's like just take the five yards, like yeah, yeah. Analytics, right? Analytics will probably tell you just take the five yards, but I don't know. 
I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, hey, no, uh, uh, real, real quick on this, Ven, uh, Ven Davis says offense was good for the first couple of drives. One of our drives was stopped due to non-holding penalty on Navy's number 15. I don't recall that at all. A couple of people have brought that up. I don't recall that play. Does anybody? Oh, I think I, I think that was that that was when they tried the deep shot. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the Noah Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, at least minimum five yards for holding prior to the ball prior to the ball being in the air. Okay. Yeah. Uh, def- 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 definitely, def- definitely affected uh, five yard or whatever whatever the rule is now. He was, he yeah. was clearly down downfield, and before the ball was released, <laughs> he was tugged back. Just enough. Now, I'm now. They might have said the ball was uncatchable, but I mean that's. I, they don't say a lot of balls are uncatchable in today's game. Well, holding I mean, would like, affect yeah. that. That would be pass interference. Holding would still be if there was holding before the ball was released. That's holding. That doesn't matter whether the ball is uncatchable because it's it's before the ball is released. That's true. So, yeah. So um, they, they, I didn't Real see quick. it. I, I don't know. That ball was. To me, that ball was not thrown ahead of short. It was thrown a little – it was a little underthrown. So, I think it was kind of in a catchable position maybe from my, my perspective in the press box. I don't know. But I, it would yeah, have been I, a I agree with you. Would, would, would I, that have been like – that would have made that – I guess that was a second right, down is, play. It, was a, it wasn't It was a third down play because I remember I'm like, why are they throwing deep on second down? It was like second and five. Right. Run the ball like, – Get closer to moving the chains, and then I, I, I don't know. Like yeah, to me, no. look, they look. You you gotta the look. They obviously saw something. The guy had him beat, Sal. So they were mm-hmm. clearly thinking run. All right, mm-hmm. the guy had him beat, and it was clear he was pulled back. Like it was. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember watching the replay and be like, dude, that is that is holding. Like that's a first. That should be a first down there. Mm-hmm. Um. But they, you know they miss it, you know, and we just you know overcame and adapted. Yeah. But it's yeah. still you know, still frustrating. I'll I'll also I'll also say I mean this is kind of like getting back to the defense a little bit. But since we're since we're nitpicking uh, uh, officials' calls here, uh, one of the one of the long runs that Lavatai had in the fourth quarter, it was on the backside of the play, but it looked like two offensive linemen were uh, in, engaged uh, on a defender in a way that I've certainly seen referees called shop block on army for doing that, even if it wasn't a shop block by the letter of the law. Yeah. So I, I was, I was a little frustrated with that. Man, I think the, the officials just not, you know, Hey, army one anyway. Um, the offense, I want to give myself a little bit of credit here in the prediction time story. I thought, that Kanye Udo would get a run in this game. I just, from what I was hearing, I thought, you know, he didn't carry the ball at all against Coastal because they went to that under center stuff. And I'm like, I think they're going to put Kanye Udo in a lot. And I think he's going to play a pretty um, role, uh, solid role in this game. And he did. He led the team with 88 rushing yards. Um, freshman, it's the most yardage by a freshman in an Army Navy game since our buddy Kel Walker in 2016. I believe Kel Walker had 94 yards his freshman year against Navy. So, um, you know, it, I looked it up. Like, in the, since 2016, it's like Bradshaw, um, Walker. I think there is maybe another Bradshaw in the 90s. And then there's Kane Udo. It might have been like – it might be the fourth best rushing number against Navy since 2016 by an Army player. Pretty impressive on 13 carries. Um 
you know, I, I think he took a couple wildcat snaps if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, and I think that he, I mean, here's my thing with the offense guys. Their longest play of the game on offense was 15 yards, a 15 yard run by Kanye. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, I don't want to really get into a great debate about the gun option, but there's just not many big plays in the gun op- in this gun option for army this year. And yeah, it's a, a smash mouth, um, you know, fist fight of a service Academy game. But in those games, usually those big plays play a pretty good role and army just didn't have it, any, any on, on set yesterday. We had a 44 yard play, Sal. <laughs> defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the longest play of the game was on defense for army, you know, right, by 30 but- yards, you know, I mean, it's like, come on. I mean, can you just, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I was surprised that they went with the uh, the, the shotgun offense um, and, and for uh, the whole game, especially in certain situations where you have a third and two, a fourth and two, and you have your quarterback uh, lining up five, six yards deep. Um, I, I was hoping that they would mix it up at least. Um, I'm curious what's going to happen. It's a long way off. It's nine months off. But what's going to happen next year? Um, you know, we, what kind of offense they're going to do? And uh, I think we'll have an idea. Way before that, because I think you know Munkin will come out and say it. But um, you know, I'm not a fan of it. It, you know, you said before the Army went 159 minutes without scoring a touchdown during the season. Uh, that's um, an offense. Without scoring any points. Any points, even worse. Okay, um, that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Um, we only had one offensive touchdown today. Um, you know, it's it's something that has to be looked at. Some maybe a, a mix match, you know. Do it once in a while. Don't do it once in a while. Uh, I, I don't. I don't have an answer. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a football coach. But I was. Uh, it's, it's I was. Like, awesome. I told my buddies I was watching the game with. I was like, whatever we come out with in the first drive is what we're gonna be running. Hmm. Not gonna. We weren't gonna split time during the weeks. And hey, we're gonna we're gonna do half the reps in shotgun, half the reps in triple option. I just. I didn't think that was – I didn't think that was – that didn't fit my, like, kind of like, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, didn't didn't pass my common sense test. Uh, it makes sense to go to the Wildcat because it's still shotgun. It's just a different guy catching it. It's essentially the RPO. Um, yeah. So it's kind of similar. Um, but I, as soon as they came out with shotgun, it was kind of like, all right, this is what we're going with. But, but I got to, you know – I'm 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 with you. I'm behind you. So well, Munkin said it during the press conference on Tuesday that Drew Thatcher was going to be calling the plays again. He did not call the plays against Coastal. So um, I, I agree with you. Once once he said that to me, I said, okay, they're going to the shotgun because he's not a he's not a uh, under under center uh, offensive coordinator according to them. I, I don't know, yeah. but according to them, um, so I knew that too. I was just hoping they would do something a little different, but. Hey, they won the game. <laughs> we have a couple. We have a couple comments from Ken Harms that I, I passed by. Let's get this. Get these in. We did not used to be stronger. Munkin and the strength coach uh, has made a big difference. Connor Hughes is a big part of this team. He's a big part of this team. The head strength and conditioning coach. Um, I saw a post. Uh, Chris Frey had a post on his uh, Instagram, I believe, with a picture of him and Connor Hughes thanking Connor Hughes for everything he's done for him. And when that Steve, I don't know when you were playing. Um, Satan was the strength coach, right? Or no? Or did they have uh, Gertz? No, we had we had Gabe Harrington my first couple of years, and then Brett Gertz came in. Um, you know, junior senior year when Coach Ellison. How, brought- 
how important is that relationship between the players and the head strength and conditioning coach? Because it's, it's a little different than watching X and O's, obviously, in film room, right, stuff. I mean, you build a, maybe a little bit more of a, a different type of relationship in, in that situation. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, right, you, you got to have confidence in the program that it's going to get you bigger, stronger, faster, better. Mm. Um, you know, one of my favorite quotes that I have said uh, since I left West Point was, Life's too short to be small, weak, and slow. All right, it's big. It, that's in the. That's in our strength. That's in our strength room. You walk in, it says life's too short to be small, weak, or slow. So, um, I think there has a lot to do with the relationship being, um, you know, knowing that the the program's working because you're you're not just seeing physical results; you're seeing results on the field, hmm. um, and. Um, you got to establish that culture where look guys, you, you can only the culture that you want is guys to do the program. And then you can only work out so many hours throughout the day, but in their off time, in their free time, they're in there and Hey coach, what, you know, I don't want to jeopardize the program, right? Cause you don't want to overtrain. What can I do today? What can I spend an extra hour on back in my barracks room? What, you know, flexibility, mobility, um, you know, all that different stuff. And if you've got a coach that you trust, like, you know, it, it's gospel, man. Like your strength coach yeah. tells you, you know, your nutritionist tells you, like, you're going to believe them when you trust them. So I, I, I 100% agree. Like that, the same way we look at Coach Thatcher um, and, and, and another coach on the team, like that's who the strength coach is, man. I get He's it. High up there. Yeah. No, no, make, make no mistake about it. Yeah. And Connor Hughes has now been around the program for a while. I mean, you see sometimes strength coaches move every other year or something like that. He's committed to the program. Connor Hughes, no doubt 1000%. And it's showed um, on the field. Um, a quick question here from Ken. Does anybody know what happened to, he's referring to Isaiah Austin. Uh, he didn't play the last several games. Um, Apparently, Isaiah had a knee injury, not an ankle injury, so that's why he's missed time. And I, I guess the knee injury was severe enough to where, you know, he couldn't play. Uh, he hadn't played since the Syracuse game. So the last eight games, Army didn't have one of its best uh, wide receivers. Um, it's funny that now I think about Tyson Riley, three receiving touchdowns led the team, right? Three receiving touchdowns as an H back, as a full, as a B back, as, you know, as as the, as the, the Swiss Army knife, so to speak. You remember Coach Ellerson's Swiss Army knife, right, uh, Steve? Terms back in the day. So, um, Swiss Army knife, Tyson Riley. Um, we have a couple more comments here. Uh, Van Davis, Coach Munkett had a point. I definitely think the offense helped us win the CIC. The teams, we should go under center, standard triple. Not sure if it is feasible. Uh, more from Miss uh, Ken M saying, How many times did T Rob get the ball? I only remember a couple times. One carry for Tyrell Robinson. Yep, yeah. five yards. Um, he did have a, a a punt return that he returned, what, maybe 10 yards, 10, 15 yards, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Um, real quick, Commander-in-Chief's trophy, right? Now, I have to – I posted before the press conference, and I was talking to an Army official on the field. I'm like, where's the ceremony for the Commander-in-Chief's trophy, right? They sang the alma mater. I'm walking around waiting for the Commander-in-Chief's trophy to be on the field and to be presented to the Army for being – 
the the, the 2023 CIC champs. Well, apparently the trophy is still in Air Force's possession. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to tweet that out because, you know, Air Force still has um, possession of the trophy. It's not here. And it maybe wasn't here for good reason. Because if Navy would have won the game, Air Force would have retained the trophy, right? So why send the trophy to Boston if you were going to retain it anyway? If they were going to retain it anyway. Now, we're, we we cover Army. We want, of course, we, we didn't want to see that happen. But that's, I guess, their side. I want to be fair here. That's their side. So everybody's saying, oh, I see pictures of the players with the CIC trophy. It's here. It's here in Boston. It was a replica of the CIC trophy. So I just want to make that clear, um, you know, in all fairness, in all fairness, because sometimes I think, you know, uh, in the spur of the moment. Now, whatever, dude. No, send the trophy. It's taxpayer dollars send that thing away. You're going to tell me inflation shipping costs are too high. You can't send the trophy there and back. All right. Like make this, make this special, dude. This is the commander in chief trophy. You're meeting the president. Give me my trophy the minute I earn it. I don't want to hear anything else. Don't want to hear anything else. I don't care. Yeah. I think you can retain it. You know what? Army, the loser pays shipping costs of shipping back next year. Okay? Like, what, what are you talking about here? All right? I get it. It's a huge, gigantic trophy. All right? Probably costs $1,000 to ship or whatever it 70 is. 70 pounds, right? 70 pounds or something like that? Or is it heavier than that? I don't know. I never held it, unfortunately. Okay, so stop rubbing it in. I I believe there's five Stanley Cups. There's five Stanley Cups. Um, so they uh, who knows what they do with those no, Stanley Cups? It's just such an Air Force thing to do, and they wonder why nobody likes them. Not Navy fans, not Army fans, barely Air Force fans like them because they can't <laughs> do the simple thing and send the CIC where it belongs in case. And when it was going to, we were favored for crying out loud. Just ridiculous. Absolute yeah. ridiculous. Poor showmanship. And uh, I don't care. I don't care, Sal. I don't care. I don't care if they're like, well, maybe <laughs> it's 50-50 chance. All right. You took away something from those seniors that they'll never be able to do. All right. Yeah. They got to do with the replica, whatever. But it's not the same. All right. You have guys that are about to, they have six months. To reframe their reframe their minds to where they're going to be leading men and men and women, okay, American sons and daughters, give them that experience for the seventy pound, whatever postage stamp, okay? Ridiculous. Steve, yeah, just it's, give me a clip. It's, it, it's it's not it's not like the trophy even stays in a trophy case for even you know three hundred sixty days a year. You know, people like take it out, they tour it around, they do all kinds of things with it. You know. And I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm pretty sure however much the trophy weighs is, you know, nothing compared the, to the hauling capacity of a C5. So I'm with Steve. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing? I will say Bryson Daly said that um, they've had a picture of the CIC trophy in the case where it should be at West Point in the, in the football facility. And that kind of definitely was motivation for them to go out and win these games this year to get that trophy back. And I mean... You know, they retained it in 2021, right? They It went back to Air yeah. Force in 2022. So this will be three of the last four years to be at West Point. And, you know, I mean, it, it, number one goal of the program, right, Steve? To, to, to win the – well, to win the CIC Trophy, beat Navy, those are the top goals in the program. Those were both accomplished on Saturday. So, I mean oh. – uh, 
and you might you might be able to see it on the I know you got a long list of comments, but I forget who made the comment earlier about how this affects recruiting mm-hmm. with the CICs and oh and, yeah and the yeah. competition and and look I, I've been in touch with um there's p- people that have reached out to me. I knew a couple of recruits on the sidelines and at the game yesterday. Hmm. And I'll tell you it it matters, man. It matters big time when you have a player that's on the fence on regardless of where he's from, um, what it means to him to be a part of a program, and he sees firsthand what winning is like at a program and just how much fun it can be and the guys he gets to be around, um, it matters. Um, So uh, it just incredible, um, incredible ending. And just, again, I couldn't be more proud of how our guys held the line at the end. Hey, Steve, Steve, to your point, you know, I watch a lot of college football games during the year from August till January. This is a special game. Uh, and there's not much out there that matches this. So if I'm a if I'm a kid and I'm you know considering West Point or Annapolis, uh, you know, you, and you get to go and watch one of these games in person with 65, 70, or eighty thousand people in attendance and a national TV audience, and, you know, the ratings are always good. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to today watch the game, and you don't see that even when Michigan plays Ohio State. I don't think you get that kind of a, a crowd, and it's a it's America's game. It really is. Uh, this is a special, special game that um, I've always said it to anybody. Go to an Army. You want to see college football at its best? Go to Army Navy. That's it. <laughs> That's it's, it, it's it's this year, every year. I mean, nobody wants to see a blowout, of course not. But they're never blowouts recently. But it's really, it's really a super game, and it's the way it's played and where it's at. Even up in New England, the first time ever, you know, they it was different. Sal and I had trouble finding our parking lot and and stuff, but it's still the crowd was yeah, a buzz. Yeah. Last year, last year was spectacular in, in Philly. I was uh, I was in the in the crowd at, up in the Meadowlands, and I got to tell you something. You felt it. My son went with me. He goes, "This is the best college football experience I've ever had." And he's not an Army fan. He's not an Army fan. He's a Syracuse fan or somebody else, whatever he roots for. Uh, but he sat there and he said, this is the best experience I've ever had. In- oh, and that's, that's what bringing those recruits to the game does, man. Like, it shows them firsthand just how special and just what kind of fraternity you're going to, you know, what kind of fraternity you're going to, you know, you're going to enter into. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, um, it's, it's uh, you know, he it, uh, we, the comment said it all. Winning matters. It always does. Yeah. Right, Lombardi. It's not everything. It's the only thing, um, and it can solve a lot of a lot of um, a lot of future problems. Uh, but yeah, three of the last four. Um, just God, the fact that it's not back at the Air Force Academy, it, it better be at West Point today. I swear to God, like <laughs> that. Bryson Daly, Daly wanted it, it Monday at West Point. I don't think that's going to happen, dude. I think it's it, the stall tactics are in effect. So. Oh my God! Well, yeah. give it up. We'll get it soon. Okay. Hey, you know, I think Air Force is jealous of Army and Navy. You know that. Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> of course really? they are. They are. They look. I'm not, we're not going to do this. All right. We yeah. already know yeah. where Air Force stands in the in the in the trifecta. Okay. So, but um, back. It just one one comment. One last comment for me before I, I bounce out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, it's gonna this at the at the very minimum 
of what this season did, right, with the CIC, we have a starting point of what the standard is and what we're rebuilding from, okay? And we're not starting from zero. And, you know, the standards set again that, hey, first year, new offense, we won the CIC. No excuses. We know what it takes. Let's get to work. You know, it start, work starts Monday, man. And it's, you know, just has to. Good, good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, for – for all of uh, for all of the hand wringing that a lot of fans have done, uh, especially this season, but but also last year, the fact that six and six and beating Navy and you know competing for the CIC, this is now the floor of the program. That that would have been the ceiling in the nineties, you know, like like we've we've come a long way. Um, and uh, certainly, I was into 2015. That would have been, oh amazing. yeah, we would have been overjoyed, right? But I see, I'm sorry, Brendan. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for Navy, four losing seasons in a row now. They Woo! haven't been. They haven't been there since basically Paul Johnson started in the early 2000s. So uh, I, I don't imagine they're winning too many recruiting battles and certainly going into next season air force is graduating all of their super COVID seniors. Oh, uh, that, that was like, you know, 17 starters for them this past season. Navy, you know, they, 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 they went back and forth between two senior quarterbacks this year. Army, you know, they had a lot of growing pains in the offense this year, but they have a quarterback, they have uh, a center and they have a lot of pieces in place going into next year. So I think they're certainly set up for continued CIC dominance, uh, if not making a lot of noise uh, in the AAC. Um, certainly, you know, there's not going to be three power fives on the schedule next year. There's only going to be one, if that. So, Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we go point into Air Force and stuff like that, Army did have a, a bunch of fifth-year guys on their team this year too. So we can't, like, over, overlook that. You know, there was, a, 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 I think, 10 um, fifth-year guys. So that certainly – experience certainly helps, you know. It's, but, I, I I mean, looking – I mean, at least from the at least from the starting rosters that I saw on TV watching the Air Force game, it wasn't nearly as many roster spots taken up uh, at Army as it was for them. Fifth-year COVID guys, was it? Guys that were – that didn't get didn't get the year because of COVID. Army, I think it was more non-COVID situations, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, uh, on the on uh, we can name them, but you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think, they just, I just want to be fair. Yeah, I just want to be fair because Army's Army's doing. They're not doing the COVID thing, but they are doing fifth year yeah. stuff too. So, and they did done in the past with injuries, right, Steve? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, if I didn't play, if the rules have been, if the rules were what they were now when I played. I would have played my fifth year instead of sitting out because I used my four years as a freshman, sophomore, you know, yeah. junior. I was there at the academy for my fifth year football season because I left the academy when I tore my ACL. So I left for a semester. So I could have I could have played that fifth year, but that wasn't the rule back then. Yeah, there's some situations with injury. There might be some with academics. Man, there might be not, you know. Mike Gann and Jason Johnson, two guys that I played with. Yeah. Fifth year guys. We have Mike Falowski saying, uh, "Great point, Brendan. Navy is not good, but we did win. 
four conference games, so that made both. But they, they did win four conference games, Navy. So who knows? But I, but I think that kind of speaks to the overall strength or perhaps lack thereof of of the conference. I agree. Uh, the, I agree. The, the, the beloved the beloved conference that we're so excited to be joining. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Um, anything else, guys, before we get out of here? I, I just want to say, to, to Steve's point before about starting on Monday, last year after, after they won in Philly, Monkey, I, I was talking to him on the side. He goes, yeah, I go. I said something about taking a day off. He goes, you kidding me? On Monday, I'm on a plane to the West Coast for recruiting. Oh, yeah. And so this, I'm sure you know, it may not be Monday, but I'm sure the next yeah. couple of days, he and his team are on on, on the recruiting uh, uh, hey, path. Um, that's that's I think today was a celebration, and tomorrow, like you said, it's back to work. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Air Force coaches have been out last week recruiting during the Army-Navy prep, so they're trying to jump ahead of Army on some recruits. So Army uh, coaches, assistant coaches certainly are out there too. What a great win for Army, 17-11 at uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. They claim the CIC trophy. It's all theirs. Um, trophy hopefully will be on the way to West Point sooner than later, and we can't thank um, – people watching tonight we I, i've gotten a lot of comments from people um thanking us for the coverage and covering the team and we appreciate the people who are reading our stories uh, going to our social medias and watching these podcasts we really appreciate you and the comments were just great uh today and the feedback's been awesome so we couldn't have done it without steve anderson seth mendelson and brendan in jersey thanks so much guys and uh we'll see you soon. we'll probably do a wrap show sooner than later uh, coming up, uh, season wrap show down the road before the holidays. And thanks so much, and have a great night. Good night, guys. Beat them.